CJLO is a college community radio station broadcasting out of the Loyola campus of Concordia University in Montreal, Quebec. We broadcast at 1690 kilohertz on the AM dial and have a transmitter with 1000 watts of power. The views expressed on air do not reflect CJLO. Any views expressed during the show are those of the DJ and not of the station as a whole or its management. If you would like to find out more, please visit our website at cjlo.com. Thanks for your support and keep listening to CJLO 1690AM, Montreal's underground radio. For CJLO News, I'm Michael Foldvari. A truck driver who reportedly refused to have his vehicle removed from the highway during last Tuesday's snowstorm has been arrested. According to CBC News, the 57-year-old Laval man is accused of impeding traffic on Highway 13, where 300 people were trapped overnight in the storm. The man was arrested in his home on Saturday on charges of criminal mischief and it was discovered that there was a warrant for his arrest in Ontario related to a fraud investigation. 26-year-old Andrew Dennis Lynch was racially profiled by Montreal police on March 7th when five police cars surrounded him to give him a $48 ticket. According to the Montreal Gazette, Dennis Lynch was dancing when he was stopped by a police officer who called for backup and then gave him a ticket for being a pedestrian standing outside on the road. The Center for Research Action on Race Relations is filing a complaint against the officers for their racist actions. Canadian Maggie MacDonald has won the $1 million 2017 Global Teaching Prize for her work in the Inuit community of Salouit, Quebec. According to CBC News, MacDonald established a fitness center, a second-hand store, and a community kitchen for her students and the community at large. She plans to start an environmental stewardship program for Inuit youth with the prize money. Peruvian President Pedro Pablo Kuczynski is being criticized after failing to prepare for torrential rains that are currently causing deadly floods in the country. According to Reuters, Kuczynski, who has been in office for eight months, failed to establish infrastructure that would have mitigated damage caused by the rains. Currently, half of Peru is considered to be under a state of emergency, and at least 70 people have died as a result of the flooding. To hear the newscast and learn more about the news team, visit cjlo.com news. This has been a CJLO production. What's up, nerds? What's How you doing, man? Not too bad, man. You? Chillin'. This is Geek Tastic Sifo here on CJLO 1690 AM. I am Doc Holiday, and on the line is our boy. Toby. What's up, Tobes? Toby. Two weeks in a row. Feels good, man. Two weeks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a little crazy. We've all been uh, super busy, and last week, if you guys knew, uh, knew know what's going on in Montreal, there was a massive storm uh, in the city that was... that like just laid us out like people could not get anywhere uh and i did not feel bad one bit (laughs) (laughs) thanks man i really really appreciate that you could be in a completely different place and enjoying your comfort and your life while the rest of us are stuck in this i i really think about it i'm like winter in toronto is nothing yeah, right. I mean, I, through Montreal now. That's a thing, right? Like, I, I, I mean, the the few times I've experienced winter in Toronto, I've been like, this is not as bad. Like, this is not that bad at all. And I, I and all. and it's just it's only six hours west, but seems like a completely different world when it comes to winter. And I don't understand why. It's pretty crazy. I I don't miss that about Montreal, but at the same time, I appreciate. I think. Maybe that's why everyone here complaining about the weather, and I'm like, guys, you guys don't know. I've experienced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've lived in Montreal. You've seen. You've seen what can happen. Yeah, this is spring. Literally, your winters are spring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you know, it's still pretty cold, but it's definitely not the same. Yeah, to get hit by the same storm too, right? Yeah, exactly. You guys were supposed to get the the, the like tail tail end of it, like we were. 
uh, we well actually it was supposed to just hit everyone dead on, and then what happened was it like hit us pretty hard, and you guys got what I consider a tail end of it because you guys got like a little bit of wind, and that's <laughs> that's like I remember there was one time a hurricane was supposed to come through, uh, and it was like going to hit New York, and then Montreal was gonna possibly get hit for like the first time in forever, and I was like, oh man, that can't be good. And then when they said when it all came and done, it was just like, oh, actually, you guys are just gonna get a little bit of wind, a tiny bit. Yeah, we had it was a pretty intense wind, but it was it was nothing compared to the rest of it. So, oh, speaking of wind, on the Atlantic coast, it just had like a crazy day. I think last weekend. Okay. Not not St. Patty's Day, the weekend before. Okay. Where um, they had a hundred and fifty kilometer wind. Jesus Christ! And so like That's on the crazy. news, you see old ladies holding on for dear life to lampposts. It was like it was insane, actually. Yeah, I'm always impressed when the wind actually moves me physically because I'm like a 200 and what 40, 45, 240 to 250 pound guy. So when the wind physically moves me, I'm and I'm thinking about like <laughs> my girl who's like half my weight, or like my mom who's weighs way less than me, my sister. I'm like, if the wind shifted me a little bit, what yeah, did it imagine. just do to someone half my size? Yeah, there were like these three old fragile ladies holding on to dear life. I was like, oh my god, it was, it was in uh, Newfoundland. Oh man, well, I mean, those those kids need to learn how to focus their chi and plant themselves. <laughs> and with that said, with that said, let's head into it, ladies and gentlemen. This week's DTD, the martial art kids of Marvel. Yeah. So, uh, in honor of Iron Fist which a lot of people have been uh, probably powering through. Uh, Tobes, how many episodes are you into by at this point? I am on, I believe, episode 10 or 11. Okay, 11. so you're almost done. There's only two more left for you, two or yeah. three. Uh, I'm on episode four, so I'm pretty far behind. I uh, didn't have a chance to watch as many episodes as I would have liked, but there's a good chance I'm going to finish it off. I'm going to do my best to get almost to the end tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> because I am one of those obsessive. How many episodes have you watched? I've only watched four. Four, okay. Yeah, so I have five through thirteen to watch, and that's a lot. But I've done worse, so I really I'm going to do all my I'm going to do my homework, kids. I'm going to sit down and power through okay. for you, the fans, so that I can come back and talk about the show in more depth uh, sometime soon. Uh, we're going to talk about the show a little bit today. We're going to talk about a little bit of other geek news. Um, some like pretty interesting announcements and stuff that we didn't get to cover last week. Um, like for example, the matrix news, which has, right. uh, which thankfully it's actually kind of nice that we didn't get to talk about it cause they fleshed out the rumor a little bit more. So we have more information, rumors of Michael B. Jordan playing a, a younger Morpheus and we'll, you know, we'll give our opinions on that. We'll be talking about iron fist. Like I mentioned, uh, we'll be talking about the Deadpool casting news. Uh, which is uh, not nothing is set in stone, but some rumors have come out. And uh, in the comic book section, I I'm I'm gonna try and get Toby to tell us a little bit more about Superior Spider-Man again, because now they are going to have Superior Octopus, Doc Ock, who's joining Hydra. Oh, yeah. uh, so first off, we want to start the show off with the DTD, which, as I mentioned before, is dedicated to the Iron Fist moment, the Iron Fist Netflix series. And the three characters that we're going to be doing in this DTD. And for those of you, once again, who don't know what DTD is, a drain, team up, defeat, in which you get to drain the power from one character. You get to team up with another character and you get to defeat another character. And uh, you don't necessarily have to do them in the order in which you drain one to team up with the other to defeat the other. But you can approach it that way if you want to. And uh, this one is the Immortal Iron Fist of Kung Lun. Uh, the Kung Fu mast- Master of Kung Fu, Shang-Chi, and Daughter of the Dragon, Colleen Wing. Woo-woo! So, uh, Tobes, you want me to go first? Because I'm a huge fan of these guys. You can absolutely go first. Woo! Okay, so, um, when I was younger, uh, not, not even not younger, when I, a couple years ago, I went to a uh, conference in New York City, uh, CMJ, College Music Journal, that they used to have every year. And one of the uh, conferences I went to had a panel that was called Kung, Hip Hop Kung Fu and what Hip Hop Kung Fu and why Oh Hip Hop Kung Fu and comic books and why they go together. And the panel was amazing. 
they had artists from Marvel, artists from DC, and hip-hop artists come together to discuss how hip-hop influenced them and all the cool things and why it was so important to them. And, I mean... Was there? Hmm? Was the RZA there? No, the RZA wasn't there, but um, MF Gruff was there, this other guy who uses the MF name. And uh, he was actually a hip-hop artist who got injured and is in a wheelchair now and was also working on a comic book. So he was kind of like the bridge between the hip hop and the comic book people. And then, uh, and he talked and then they just in general had a lot of people talking about martial arts and why martial arts uh, and black exploitation films use a lot of martial arts back then. Yeah. And it was really cool. It was a super interesting panel. And it, that's one of the reasons that led to me being a huge fan of Shang-Chi who is essentially based on Bruce Lee. I mean, if you, ever, if you look up Shang-Chi, uh, on Google or, in, or one of those search engines, one of the first images you see is the Bruce master Lee. of Kung Fu, and it's Bruce Lee. Uh, so the character is very much based on the popularity of Bruce Lee at the time. And um, Iron Fist, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a uh, white guy, well, uh, who was a white child who got lost in the Himalayas with his family and ended up in the myth- myth- mystical city of Kunlun, and then Colleen Wynn is just a daughter of the dragon. She's a martial arts expert who has been training um, most of her life and is uh, one of the most lethal martial artists in the Marvel Universe. Uh, so uh, now this one's going to be really hard for me because uh, all three of those characters are amazing. Uh, they're all at peak performance. But I'm going to give you my team up first. I'm teaming up with Colleen Wynn. Uh, I, I've seen her be a teammate uh, and I've seen Iron Fist be a teammate, and Iron Fist is definitely one of the best teammates you could ask for. Uh, with Heroes for Hire, where he teams up with Luke Cage, they've always worked really well together. But I feel like Colleen has more of that just crazy energy inside her. Yeah. Uh, and and like I mean, the show is doing a pretty she good. She can handle herself. Yeah, the show's doing a pretty good job at demonstrating the type of like kind of built up anger that she kind of has that she knows how to focus when she needs to um and she doesn't really back down uh sometimes i feel like danny blames a lot of things on other people in the comic book Uh, i'm not saying he's weak by any means um he's a great character he's really dedicated but there's times where you're reading the comic book and you kind of just feel like you're like making excuses for why things aren't working uh-oh, what are you saying for Danny right now? No, but that's in the comic book. He does that every once. Not not regularly, and I'm not saying he's weak. Uh, I mean, he, he he's definitely held it down for people. He he took over the mantle of Daredevil once to help Matt Murdock out when people found out that Matt Murdock may have been the Daredevil. They got Danny Rand to cover for him. To cover, yeah. And, and like stuff like that. He, he, he has people's backs, and I, I respect that. But Colleen, I feel, makes for a better teammate. So I'm going to team up with Colleen. Uh, I'm actually going to be draining Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu. Aha! Uh, And the reason I'm draining him is because he is, if I'm not mistaken, he is a master of every martial arts style in the Marvel Universe. Yep. I think that's one of his claims to fame. Like, he knows every style. That's that's his thing. Uh, And as much as Iron Fist is great and powerful... Um, he relies on the, the power of his chi to focus his fist, and that's kind of his finisher move. But when it comes down to it in a fight, Shang-Chi should be able to beat um, Danny Ran, at least in my opinion, because he is the better mar- martial artist. He just doesn't have an iron fist. That's uh, true. Not that they've fought many times, from what I understand. They often team up. Um, oh, and one last thing that I think is super cool, Shang-Chi is the one who teaches Peter Parker martial arts. And oh. yeah, and Peter Parker adapts that style of martial arts to make uh, spider-based martial arts. Because at one point, Peter Parker loses his spider senses and realized that he relied on it so much in fighting, and without it, he was not doing as well. Oh he, yeah, his instincts go with everything. Yes, yeah. so he got he had to be trained by Shang Chi on how to fight, like actual actual fighting, because he couldn't rely on his spider senses anymore. So he's, yeah. So Shang-Chi is the one that taught Peter Parker how to create, how to martial arts. And then Peter Parker took that and turned it into his own kind of, I I don't remember what it was called, but it's like something web foo or something silly like that. But, uh, okay. And then I'm defeating, um, 
the immortal Iron Fist, which hurts because he's actually my f- favorite character in the Marvel, one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe. But if I have to choose, and I'm being honest, he is not the best in that group of three. I 100% agree. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I pretty much have a very similar pick, obviously. Um, so I was looking it up, and apparently, like, they would put Shang-Chi, Iron Fist, and Daredevil as equally skilled. Yes, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, Daredevil um, is a uh, um, blind ninja master. Yeah. And uh, Iron Fist was trained in a mythical city, and and then uh, Shang-Chi's father is like an evil, crazy monster guy. Fu Manchu. Is that his name? I believe so. Oh, God, they were that bad back then. Uh, <laughs> please note that Shang-Chi came out in 1973. <laughs> Iron Fist came out in 1974. So there are some pretty racist things back then, which I'm actually yes. going to touch on later. But anyways, I'll let you continue. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I would... Uh, oh, man. See, now, knowing that they're possibly equally skilled, I kind of want to change my answer. But at the end of the day, I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I yeah. feel like that just gives Shang-Chi an edge for me. And <laughs> yeah. the fact that he actually has beaten, like, numerous superhuman uh, opponents. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. So... Hmm. I think yeah, he's even fought sure. Wolverine to a standstill. I believe I, I didn't check on the list. I'm not sure when would he have encountered Wolverine. I don't know, but I I, I know there's like um, I'll have to look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Because I um, feel like there's a time where he took on Wolverine. Yeah, I'm finding all the art for it, but I'm not finding the art the actual, like yeah the actual arc. Like uh, I'm finding the art, but not the arc of the when he faced him. Yeah. No worries. Uh, so, yeah, I think I just drank. I drank Shang-Chi for sure. Okay. Now, as far as who to team up with, my only reason for making this decision at the end of the day is because of the fist. <laughs> I would pick Colleen, and I was going to, but then you picked her, so I feel like I'm going to have to <laughs> a little bit. Give Danny, give Danny some credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Colleen is like, I feel like if you need her to, some situations may require people being exterminated. Yeah, you know, in order to save both your lives, I'm not. I guess I'm not as honorable as Danny is. I would want her her to, you know, get rid of the. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Get get rid of the threat. I know Danny wouldn't. You know. No, exactly. Uh, But the only reason I'm going to use Danny as a teammate is for sure. If I'm Shang Chi and I feel like I'm the best, I feel like I'd want to challenge everyone, and you kind of need that person to balance you out. Yeah. Yeah. Having two super aggressive people on the same team <laughs> yeah. sometimes doesn't work out for the best. Um, and then there's the fist where if I need to get through a door, just have him do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have him actually just use the fist. It's just like, hey, man, you're on this team for one reason, one reason only. Now get to work. Yeah, he has, like, psychic abilities, and he's telepathic in some ways. So, like, I feel like that could come in handy, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he can heal. He can heal you. Yes, yeah, see, that's something that in the comic book, they don't play up that often, but yeah, he can use the Iron Fist and the Chi to heal people, which, uh, I mean, I haven't seen that far into the show, but do you get to see him heal someone? I'm, I, I'm okay Spoiler with... alert show, show, right? Yeah, I, I'm okay with finding this out, because I know he yeah. can do that, so I'm not going to be shocked if I see him do it. He does do it once. Okay, cool, yeah. See, that's the thing. In the comic book, it's not a huge thing that he does, but he can use his chi and use the energy to heal people, which I always thought was a cool thing that a lot of people don't think about uh, when they're like, I mean, I regret now that I re- now that you've brought it up that he's not my <laughs> teammate because that could be very useful, but... Very. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty cool... That's one of the reasons that I, I definitely like the character. I mean, I also like the character's history. I mean, a lot of people... Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of jump on and uh, hate on his history. Oh my god! Okay, can we uh, talk about the show soon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, I'm I'm down. I got to. We just got to get to a message real quick. But right after this, we can talk about it. So here, at CJLO sixteen ninety AM. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just gonna play a quick message, and then uh, we'll be right back. Cool. Allah, at your brother. There you go. Your magic. CJLO is searching for dedicated volunteers to join our magazine, media, news team, and more write concert reviews, CJ at local events, and even host your own radio show at CJLO. To send us your volunteer application, go to 1690khz.com and check out our volunteer page. CJLO, we're getting louder. Dumpling! <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, this is the K-Man. Tune in to CJLO.com on Friday nights from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. for Beyond That Graveyard 3. And start your weekend the right way, always. You love it, you need it. Beyond That Graveyard Part 3 on CJLO.com. We're back, folks. Hey, what's up? I was taking a sip of my Mountain Dew over here. (laughs) Oh, sorry, homie. Yeah, so we're back. I know, it's real quick today. Uh, I thought it was going to be a little longer. But with that, let's get into it, man. Um, I'm pretty excited for Iron Fist. Uh, I uh, sat in on a friend's podcast, Monkey Business, recently. If you guys uh, heard that episode, um, they asked the at the end of the episode, they asked me who my favorite character was or who one of my favorite characters it would be. And I, and I did say Iron Fist. And I explained mm-hmm. that... Um, I think as a character, he's one of the more underrated characters for his skill set and for his powers. Um, and I, I definitely was very much looking forward to the series on Netflix because I saw what Netflix could do with Daredevil, who's an amazing character. And I mean, we we're all really excited to see it. And they did an excellent job. Um, and I'll even say season two, when they brought in the Punisher, that was one of the best versions of the so Punisher amazing. you could ever ask for. It was just spot on for what you would think the Punisher to be. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Jones, who is a very underrated character in the Marvel Universe, so underrated that even the Marvel heroes themselves don't pay much attention to her. Um, part of, I mean, it's true, man. Part of her backstory is that they, they, she gets taken by Kilgrave, Purple Man, and is gone for an extended period of time, and no one notices. That's that's one of the reasons she's so bitter towards the like superhero community in the in the comic book before she ends up yeah. with Luke. Because they just they they outright just forgot about her when she got kidnapped, um, and I mean, Man, yeah, she was yeah. definitely an outcast. Yeah, she really long. was. Yeah, because I think what she went, she went by the name Jewel, I think. Jewel, yeah. Yeah, and then Luke Cage. I and I've had this conversation with people. I really, really like Luke Cage, uh, and I think that the character as a character, or do you mean the show? Uh, both. I like the character. Um, I, I mean, once again, the character came out at a time where, like, black it was needed. Yeah, yeah, it was needed. But black exploitation was like the thing at the time. So the character is very much kind of like set in that tone when he originally came out. And there's like hints of it now. Uh, and I mean, uh, one of the things that bothered me a little bit was like the backstory for the character is. You know, once again, he's in prison. He's a black guy incarcerated, which is both, you know, two sides of it. One side is that, yeah, one side of it is that this is something that's happening in the United States where incarceration for people of color and specifically black men is at a much higher rate. Um, Some crazy number like one in three or something insane will will serve time. And um, so a comic book about a black man who ends up serving time and gets superpowers is both positive in the sense that it's like, well, you know, there, you can make something of yourself. Don't let the circumstances dictate who you are, but it's also negative in the same sense that like, Oh, by the way, you're going to end up in prison. Uh, so yeah. the, you know, um, and the show also played up on like a little bit of the stereotypes of like a black man with two baby mamas and stuff like that. And that, that stuff bothered me a little bit because I was just like, well, you know, we didn't have to write it that way. It's 2016. But what's crazy is the first part of what you said, though. Oh, uh, wh- wh- which part? Because that does happen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's tough. It's, yeah. It's a yeah. tough line to walk. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the show didn't um, edge more on that side of things. It actually advanced things a little bit better. Yes. yes. Right? So that's all you can do now is literally just try to make those changes now for the future and forget about what happened in the past really yes and that because like luke cage came out at the time where that was you know what was that was that was a thing it doesn't doesn't mean the person writing it was discriminating he was just like oh man this would be cool (laughs) yeah yeah he's just like i mean uh, you know i i don't i'm i'm i'd have to look up who created luke cage i'm guessing it's most likely a white male but he was just like oh Ah, you know this is going to be a hard story to tell, but this is what's going on. But you know what? Let's give him powers. Let's let's give it like let's make it something that hopeful and people can believe in. Um, and yeah, I mean it, it's it's a tough it's a tough story uh, as a character. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with you. Yeah, that's the thing of the time. 
and I, I and I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to do the rant about Iron Fist yet because I feel like I want to talk about the show before I do the rant. But I have a few things to say about how people have been reacting to the character. And um, Iron Fist. Yeah, Iron Fist. Dude. Okay. So. Do you want to talk about the show first, though? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, before this show came out, yeah, the critics obviously get six episodes, right, to watch and criticize. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And right from the get-go, there was all this, like, poor, like, negative attention and review for this show. I mean, a lot of it, the first two episodes, though, uh, I gotta say, <laughs> I don't know if I can argue with them too much. Those really? Are, yeah, dude. The, oh, my God. The, fir- the only thing I can say is, like, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they want the background of the character change, which I completely disagree with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I want to rant about afterwards. But yeah, that was definitely the biggest, I think, hate when it came to the show. Yes. Um, and then the rest of it comes down to like what the actual show was. And I agree. Yeah. In the sense that it takes it two, maybe three episodes to get its footing. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. But it's almost necessary in the sense that like, OK, the way I view it, mm-hmm. it's shaky in the way. And I might be thinking too artsy farty about this right now, <laughs> but it's shaky in the way that Danny himself doesn't fit in oh okay i mean like okay yeah 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 and it's it's like approach it's slow unsure of itself but once it gets going it actually engages you that's an interesting point so the the way the episodes are are reflection of the character being scattered very possible. Like I said, I could be thinking too much of this. <laughs> no, I mean, the, <laughs> dude, I feel like it changes your view and experience if you look at it. That yeah, way. I mean, dude, dude, don't, don't, don't uh, pull, but don't hold back. I mean, the whole point of arts or anything that people make is for us to perceive it how we see it, and I think that's a very interesting point that you're making because now that i look at it in that light, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, that could make a lot more sense because. It, watching the show and thinking, okay, this is a series, they're going to get into it, and they're going to tell us a good story. And the first two episodes, I was so annoyed with the character. Like every, I know, I know. Every decision he was making, the way he was explaining himself, the way he was speaking and presenting himself, I was like, I get that you haven't been there for 15 years. You were a 10-year-old boy when you left. The world has changed a lot. Right. and And I get that. But you learned when you were 10 how to present yourself and you you understood how society perceived people. So to come back and look and act like a complete just lost mental case and then... That's the whole point. Yeah, and then be angry when people are like... People are like, I mean, in the first episode when he's trying to speak with people and he's trying to get in to find out what's going on, he keeps telling people to calm down, but he's a shoeless man dressed like a hobo with a school bag on his back. He has no proof of who he is, and he's just like telling people, calm down, I'm trying to talk to you. And people are like, are you telling me to calm down? Who are you? Like, And I'm like, yeah, man, you need to like recognize. That's very true. But if you, like I said, if you look at it the other way. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually a really interesting point. Yeah, I totally didn't get I didn't think about it from that angle at all cuz I just got so mad watching it every the first two episodes. I was just like, "Man, Netflix, you guys messed up on this one." <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Oh no, they dropped the ball for once." <laughs> cuz like they like I mean, Daredevil when it started, I I didn't think for a second it was like it was losing its footing. I thought from the get-go I felt Daredevil you know, was like it. You know, it was slow, but it was it was figuring its stuff out. Luke yeah. Cage, same thing. I mean, you, you like rough, rough ending on Luke Cage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I mean, and, and and I still think they made mistakes with who they got rid of. Um, we've said that forever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that actor. Well, it's good. It opened up doors for him. That boy is gonna. That that boy has blown up. I was gonna say he's gonna blow up. He's blown up. Like and that dude one is one of those like versatile actors. That yes, for a while. Moonlight, and then there's another one called Kicks that I saw a trailer for where he played. Sorry, he can do any genre. Yeah, yeah, he's skilled. Him and uh, oh, what's the other dude? Omar from The Wire. Uh, uh, Michael. Williams. Yeah, those guys. Those those guys have that that like. I can be versatile as an actor. You just haven't seen every angle I can play yet. 
and it's true when they when they get on the screen or they get in the state they do it man they sell those characters it's really well done anyways yeah um iron fist i mean i i, I, I four episodes in i do very much like it i'm finally at a point where i like what's going on i like the story they're telling i thought things uh i thought a few things were wrapped up a little too quickly in my opinion but i feel like they needed to do that to move the story along quicker very true. Yeah. Um, and which, and which, and which, like, give me an example of one. Well, one of the things for me is the the dealing with the, fi- like, confirming who he is as a person, as Danny. I yeah. felt like the first two episodes focused so heavily on there's no proof, there's no proof, there's no proof. And I, I get why the transition happened from that to, to the next phase where it's accepted this is who he is. Oh, like they just let it go? Yeah, like I and I know why because you know there's that scene, and I don't want to give away too much, but there's a scene where things are said, and then from that moment on, it's just like. Oh, this is a spoilerish episode, and we're, we'll probably only talk about the first six episodes. Well, I haven't. I've only seen four, though. That's why I was saying I can't. About the first four, because I do want to touch on a couple of things on there that you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I mean, so yeah, I mean, in the episode, the the in the episode where the father is t- the Meacham is talking to Ward and um, he tells Ward give Danny what he wants because he wants Danny to help him get from under the hand's thumb. Right. And he's just like, the the fact that the, the way they wrote it was you have two full episodes of Danny saying, I'm not in it for the money, but I, I want my name. <laughs> yeah. And then to go from that to he has a corner office and owns 51% and is changing how the company does business was just so quick. And I, I get that you you needed to move along, but from right. him living in a park in the first episode to being in that hotel in the third was just seems so quick to me. See, now I'm interested to see what you're going to think about the remaining episodes because okay. of what you're saying. Yeah. It, it, it really, to me, felt the same way. I was like, why does he want back in the company so badly? Like, what? You know, he just wants his name. Sure, he wants them to believe him. Yeah. But there's no need to give him the whole, like, 50, yeah. your empire back, but you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, he really uh, doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and um, there definitely were some shaky points in that plot. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, and I felt they moved. Yeah, that was one of those things where they went a little too fast. And to explain, by the way, because we didn't, um, Harold Meacham used to run the company with yes. Danny's uh, father. Yes, with Wendell. Oh, Wendell ran. Yeah. And uh, Ward Meacham is obviously his son. And then there's another uh, character, Joy Meacham, which is his sister. Yeah. And those are the two people that Danny was trying to convince the whole time of his identity. And he ends up doing it through Joy. Yeah. Uh, through some childhood memories that she later on reveals. Yeah, exactly. Um, in the show. Um, but yeah. And our first introduction to another character, Colleen Wing. Yes, yes. So Colleen is daughter of the dragon. She is Misty Knight's partner in the comic book. Uh, at one point, her uh, Colleen and Misty are the second generation of the Heroes for Hire, the original generation uh, being Luke Cage and uh, the immortal Iron Fist. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. I, I like what Netflix is doing. So they're, they've introduced... They did it a little differently because I would have because in the comic book, Danny Rand is with Misty Knight. Yes. And uh, Luke Cage. I mean, Colleen Wing is just Misty's partner and Luke Cage is just Danny's partner. So that's kind of the the you know, you know, when you got your girl and she has her best friend and you got your boy the, and those two aren't together, yeah, but you guys hang out. That's just what yeah, that is. The click. Yeah, that's just a crew, exactly. So, but in the in the show, they they mix it up. They put Misty kind of having a thing with Luke, which was interesting. And now Danny, I don't know how far they're going to push it with this Colleen Wing thing with Danny because I haven't seen beyond uh, the episode four, like I mentioned. But in the four episodes I've let's, seen, let's face it, man, Luke Luke is with everybody. So. Yeah, that's true. He's having coffee with everybody. <laughs> He's taking everyone out for coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So Colleen Wing, amazing character, uh, very powerful in the first four episodes. Uh, I oh. can only imagine she gets more powerful. Uh, she knows what's up. She she's smart. She doesn't want to be taken advantage of. Uh, I think she's a little. Um, she she's smart, but she might be being a little too cocky. But she's I, not okay. So that's the thing. She comes across as cocky, but she's just cautious. Yeah, I, I, g- I think her her being cautious and standoffish, maybe. Yeah. Makes her come across as cocky, but at the end of the day, she knows she's good. Yes, true. 
And, and honestly, the best scenes to really prove that on the show and how good she is is when she's in the cage fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, her cage so, fights. Uh, uh, if ever you want to see someone let go of their some rage issues. Oh my god. <laughs> if, that's the perfect example of someone dealing with it, with something. Like that's yeah. she's dealing with something guys and she's that's taking amazing. it out on these poor bastards. Um yeah. yeah but no. her but she really just wants to help the kids that she has at her dojo yeah. and she means well and doesn't want any attention, you know? So I yeah. get that. And this guy comes out of nowhere and he starts messing with so her life. Tries to show her how to be a kung fu fighter and <laughs> it was just not I wouldn't want that it's a disruption yeah I mean one of my favorite scenes is when Danny is really upset with how little respect the kids have in the dojo yeah and he like it's, it's trying to explain discipline to them and whacks one of the kids in the ankle and knocks him to the ground and Colleen comes into the next scene and explains like you know these kids get you know, abused on this in the schoolyard. They get abused at home. This is the one place they never had to worry about that until now. Yeah, yeah, and that, that was, was heavy. Perfect. That was a heavy scene, man. When you when you think about that, you know, like yeah, there's a lot of programs out there where like kids go there because they don't want to be at home. That's and, very true. Yeah, and 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 to think that Danny was raised in an environment where his martial arts training was built on abuse. You know, like, yeah. that's a really messed up it's thing. Very, very, very big contrast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and how is he so, I guess, I was going to say, how is he so understanding of that point of view? But I guess that's what makes him him. He just understands right away because he can tap into that yeah. side of you, anyone. He's tough to you, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the things that, I find it very interesting that they, they the the abuse thing was played up so hard. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I honestly, I've never read a detailed origin story of the Immortal Iron Fist. I've read a lot of the comic books. Uh, I've read about all the immortal weapons because there's more immortal weapons in that universe. It, it's not just the Iron Fist. Um, you know, you know what I think it is though. What? And, and maybe this might be the writers not seeing it, but I think they're trying to play up how tough and disciplined he is yeah but it comes across as him being abused because of the things he had to do to get there yeah or that were done to him to get there you know so yeah you actually are uh this is kind of no i'm not gonna say it's kind of spoilery so i'll let that one go but you you'll see why later on too and i could talk to you about it once you've seen it okay yeah i mean we're gonna come back and talk about the show a few more times um uh, amongst other shows that we want to watch uh that we want to talk about but i mean uh, like one of the things is the immortal the immortal weapons in the Marvel universe. Cause Danny's not the only one. Uh, I don't know how far the show goes into the mythology. I doubt they're introducing the rest of them. Cause there's uh, actually quite a bit, but I mean, you have iron fist bride of nine spiders, um, tiger, tiger's beautiful daughter from tiger Island, fat Cobra from Peng Lei, dog brother from the Undercity, Prince of orphans, um, who hails from the jungle city of Z- Zigambo. I can tell you there's already two of them that are in it. Oh, snap. Really? Yo, I'm so excited for that. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Cause I, that, oh, my God. Okay. I'm so excited to see that. Because, I mean, when you when you read the comic book and they introduce the, the, the immortal weapons, the immortal weapons to me were only introduced much later on. I don't know how much detail they have uh, in, in the early years of the – because, I, I mean, I, it's not like I went back to the beginning of Iron Fist. I started reading Iron Fist real heavy like I don't know, five, six, seven years ago maybe. So I, And I was reading every issue. Like I, I, re- I have a good long run of the character. Of and Iron Fist. Yeah, of Iron, as Danny Rand is Iron Fist, and then I have that one shot of Orson Randall, who is the previous Iron Fist um before who's another white guy who who wasn't really focused on martial arts this guy used guns and stuff and he was kind of a crazy character but his stories are actually super interesting too he he's around world war one time and whatnot um but yeah i mean iron fist is is part of a legacy and the, the immortal weapons are, are are a lot of things uh and mm-hmm. they each protect the, the 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 different myth mythical cities that they come from Absolutely. Now, now months ago, before mm. the show even came out, yeah, we had a little bet. <laughs> yes, yes. How many times he was going to pop the fist, like like many, Wolverine with the claws? This is how, how many, many times have you seen so far? Uh oh, I, I think I'm past three. I said three, and I've, already I've seen him do it 
Like, okay, wait, hold on though. Are you talking about every time he's actually used the fist or just him lighting the fist up? Use the fist. Okay, yeah, but yeah, that's still three. He's already done more. Yeah. yeah. And how many episodes in are you? Uh, I'm only four episodes in. (laughs) I don't doubt for a second he's going to use that fist way more now that I've seen it. I mean... Um, One of the things, if I felt, because the show sometimes does rush a few things, and that was one of the things I felt was going to be like, you know, slowed uh, into, and he's going to take some time to like learn how to use his power in big city again, but... Because at the end of the day, think about it. The Iron Fist serves one purpose, to defend Kunlun, right? Yeah. When If you leave your duty, wouldn't you sort of lose uh, the ability in, in a certain way? I feel like... Oh, interesting. It, you know, they should play that part up more is how I felt. But I definitely didn't think he was going to use it more than three times. And, I know. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. So. That's an interesting point. I mean, in the comic book, he is blessed with like i mean i i don't know how much they go into how he gets the powers but in the comic book he fights a tournament to become the greatest warrior in kung lun and defeats the the son of the man who like the the main trainer uh, who is davos the steel serpent also yeah. known as steel phoenix i don't know if he's in the show yet i feel like he, he like he definitely should show up so you you don't have to tell me if he does, but he, I, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything because he's because <laughs> Davos is one of those. I was saying to my girl when I was watching the show that Davos on it it, it almost feels like they're turning Ward's story into Davos's story. The way that oh, the, I see, I see, the yeah, Seagird like son, and yeah, yeah, abandoned, yeah. So what do you think of that Harold and Ward relationship? Um, I mean in. If it is taking hints of the original Iron Fist Kung Lun story, where I think I, I don't remember, I know that guy's name is Tiger something or no Thunderer. So Thunderer is the father, and Steel Serpent's the son, and Danny Rand comes in, and Thunderer starts to favor Danny Rand, and Danny Rand ends up fighting the 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 dragon to become the Iron Fist, and right. Davos uh, only gets like a whimper of the dragon's energy and becomes Steel Serpent. So that relationship with the Thunderer and Davos is is not a bad relationship, but it's kind of like I you're not the best, and I and I know that, and I feel like the relationship with Harold Meacham and Ward Meacham is I I'm I I had to fake my death because of decisions I made, but if I had the choice, I wouldn't leave you in charge. Is yeah, what, yeah, that's that's, true. that's what I see. It's 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 a little bit of a regret. He he's he's not happy that he had to leave. The family business. I mean, that's why he's micromanaging pretty much. Oh, God. Micromanaging? Dude, he's... <laughs> he might as well have his hand up Ward's butt. Like, yeah. he, he puppeteers so much. And, and, and I mean, he, even in the third episode or second episode, when Ward's sitting down with Joy and he says to her, like, have you ever thought about just giving it all up? And then Joy's yeah. like, well, you know, tortured. Dad... He's a tortured... Yeah. Yeah. He's a tortured soul. Um I was very, and if it's, if there's anything on the show that definitely frustrates me a lot is why he takes it, you know? Yeah, yeah, because... It, it, it bothers me. Yeah, because <laughs> he says it, too. He says at one point to his dad, he's just like, hey, you know, I don't have to do this. Yeah. I don't have to listen to you. I can go for a walk. I could go to the park. I can get a cup of coffee. But then as as quickly as he shows his cojones, he takes them off and throws them down. And he says, because he like the, the next moment is him like backing down from his dad, right away. And that I found was a little that that was unfortunate because the character seems almost unredeemable at the beginning, and then they show you his softer side where he's slightly tortured, and you're like, man, okay, I see it. Like he kind of doesn't even want to be in this situation, let alone having to deal with all this stuff. And as quickly as he shows you that side. His dad makes him do something crazy, and he turns right back into being an idiot. Right away. Just knows how to push those buttons. It's and, crazy. Yeah, and that's, that was unfortunate. Okay, your thoughts on Joy? Um, oh, man. I don't trust her. <laughs> I, I don't trust her, but at the same time, I just think she literally is just oblivious. Oh, that so it's, not, it's not even that you, you can't trust her. It's just she just doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know. Not yeah. She chooses not to know. 
Oh, choose ignorance is bliss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean that the in the second episode when Danny walks in and he gets really upset and kind of attacks Ward at a restaurant and she gets up and she's just like we don't want you here and is super rude and mean to him. I don't understand that character and that moment compared to the things she does next. Exactly. It just doesn't fit at no, all. At all. It didn't all. make any sense. Yeah. Um, so she's just confused. She chooses not to know things. Yeah. And that scene, that's very true. I actually forgot about that. It was out of place. Yeah. Very out of place for her character. Yeah, because, you know, they, they, they don't make her seem like an evil person, but they also don't make her a good person. Yeah, they wanted her to, like, stand up for her big brother, but, like... Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. It was a little much, um, and it it made her almost irredeemable to me because you can't go from being that person to the next moment. you are to, like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm the one that's helping you now. And it's just like, what? How did that... How how do you explain those two sides of that character... And bring it all together and, and with a beautiful, perfect bow. But they yeah. did it because then, you know, he he kind of becomes obsessed with trying to protect her really quickly. And it's like... Really quickly. Uh, almost too quickly, if you ask me. I mean... Yeah. she. she know what else was quick, actually? Now that we, just to circle back a bit. Yeah, yeah. When he was trying to prove his uh, sanity and his identity at the hospital. Yeah. Doesn't the doctor figure it out first? Yeah, yeah. But then this was just never used. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. That I, was, I don't know if he's going to use it later, but yeah, I, it's from what I saw. The doctor freaks it out, and then within a couple moments <laughs> later, he's like, you know, oh, he's he's out of the hospital, and I don't know. Do you see the doctor ever again? Uh, not for a while, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that. Pretty much moments after that, the dad was like, "Let him go free." You know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, it's already we got to get to the second ad break already. Uh, so when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit, uh, super quick about the um, uh, the Matrix rumors, like we said. And then uh, yeah, we'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. CJLO sixteen ninety AM Geek Tastic Cipher Doc Holiday and Toby Montreal MCs, poets, Concordia students, and community members are getting ready to debate using rhythms and rhymes at the rap battle against consumerism on March 29th at the Belmont. Bling versus simplicity. Pipeline protest versus environmentally friendly shopping. Hosted by Miriam Sassy from Nomadic Massive. Live music by Le Cypher Legends Urban Science. Featuring Marley C, Serenity, Nazim, Millatime, and yours truly, Dan Parker. Donations at the door go to Greenhouse Concordia and Sante Urbain. Wednesday, March 29th at 8 p.m. at the Belmont, Saint Laurent Boulevard, on the corner of Montreal. Brought to you by the CSU, the Concordia Hip Hop Community, CJLO, the Sustainability Action Fund Concordia, and the Concordia University Council on Student Life. We're back. Hello. So, uh, real quick, we're going to talk to you guys about some of the other stuff that we uh, were geeking out about recently. Uh, so, rumors came out about two weeks ago. Yeah, about two. Uh, no, a week ago, because uh, that's when we were supposed to do the show. That they were looking at doing a Matrix reboot. A Matrix, uh, which Warner Brothers is... <sighs> I don't, I, it, for me, it just bothers me that there's no original thoughts anymore. <laughs> that, no, honestly, the, it, at the end of the day, it just it they're, they're not trying anymore to make any original stories. Very true. So uh, when this first came out, yeah, literally when I posted it, and my first reaction right away was, I don't want to see this. But if it's a prequel, I might. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because that's what we all said. I mean, you yeah. you said it, and then everyone that I know said the same thing. They're just like, yeah. if they're going to do a reboot, I'm not in. But if if they would do some sort of prequel, I'd be maybe interested in seeing it. Like, exactly. you said that. My buddy said it to me. Um, and I, I agreed with everyone who said that. I was just – because at first, I didn't want anything. I was just like, you made the movies. They're good as is. Uh, I mean, the third movie's not that strong, but – you know. And it would not just work as a Matrix 4. There's nothing else. Exactly, yeah. 
Else. Yeah, what are you gonna? What are you going back to? The, the <laughs> at the end of the Matrix movie, everyone starts singing "Kumbaya" and is shaking hands. What are you? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like, I don't get it. So, what do you think about getting a story of a pre-Matrix one Morpheus? Yes, exactly. So that's the new rumor. That uh, that, and I agree. I think that would be super cool because Morpheus is. If anything, one of the, other than Neo, he's one of the most badass characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carrie Ann Moss also amazing as uh, Trinity, but I mean, Morpheus was that dude with them swords. Like, absolutely, Morpheus got it going on. So, I mean, I'm I'm down for a Morpheus movie if they if they're considering doing a Morpheus uh, prequel. But the, the, now, what would you want to see though? Because I know his story. He's married, leaves her behind to pretty much go on this mission yeah this never-ending mission of trying to find the one yeah so i guess we kind of want to see um i mean i want to see a story where you're where it's it's morpheus i want to see a little bit of like the real world like i want to see morpheus's awakening is it yeah is it a uh, speaking of awakening i was gonna say is it a new hope when when skywalker luke skywalker goes looking for obi-wan oh okay yeah um I can't remember right now for the life of me, but yeah. whichever one that is, that's kind of what I want to see for Morpheus. Okay. Who who charges them with this mission, which obviously we know is the Oracle. Yeah, yeah. But how does that come to be? Yeah. You know, just start yeah. from there and then because that's watch the th- him grow up. That's the thing, right? He's one of the only ones who believes in these prophecies. Everyone else but is just... Morpheus oh. is were there before him that the Oracle tries to convince. You know? Yes. Yeah, those are that, those are good ideas. Those are good ideas. Yeah, because... I And I, and I mean... Um, because is it is it the second Matrix or the third Matrix movie where he explains he wants to go back to the Oracle to find out some information and it's a super dangerous mission and everyone's just like, that's a waste of resources. But the council's just like, you know what? Go for it. We believe they, – because they also believe in the Oracle. But right. like it's not everyone who believes in these decisions based on these possible s- programs that are helping because – you're not supposed to trust the machines. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that could be really interesting if they went that route. I, I mean, if you were, if you're okay. So like you were saying, what do we want to see? If you're going to do a trilogy, I would want the first Morpheus. Like if you do a Morpheus trilogy, the first one is Morpheus's awakening. The second one is Morpheus's um, Oracle interactions. And the okay. third one would be like uh, rogue one. Right before he awakens. Right before. Yeah. I mean, that one would be hard to do because, uh, like, because he'd be the focus, but also Lawrence Fishburne was the actor. You couldn't really do the exact same thing, but. Oh, man. You know what? Ah, oh, that's very true. It might just, I don't know if it's going to be a, a three series. No, no, it, it probably, it probably wouldn't be. I'm just saying, cause they do everything in threes so often that yeah. this was my idea, but that, that's, that's a trilogy, quote unquote trilogy. I would want to see. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, and and then the casting rumor is Michael B. Jordan from Creed, and who's uh, in Creed and in Black Panther, upcoming Black Panther. I w- I wouldn't fault that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, that seems like pretty cool casting to me. I, I don't know how he looks bald though. I've seen him faded. <laughs> well, he doesn't well, have to start bald. Professor X did it. Oh yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, it's the system, right? You, you can't you really make yourself look any way you want, however you want. That's yeah, that was yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you could have a fro if you wants to, for all we care. <laughs> um, and then quickly on the Deadpool rumors, the Deadpool rumor mill uh, blowing up. I mean, um, they they cast Domino, which yeah. people are really excited about. If you guys are fans of Atlanta, uh, they cast the young and extremely beautiful zazzy beats um zazzy so people are really excited about that the way that they announced it was super cool too in that like really weird tweet that they released uh that ryan reynolds uh, with with the cover yeah with the like cover of like zazzy as domino riding um deadpool (laughs) Deadpool, like a surfboard and then uh they did another one where it's like uh, domino like it's like a a series of dominoes and they spell out her name in the pips on the domino So I mean, she's super cool. She's uh, she's great on Atlanta. I mean, she really is solid in Atlanta. Uh, the series. If you guys have not watched that show, I don't know what to tell you. You are missing out. We've been saying it for 
a hot minute. It's a really good show. Uh, people really need to go check it out. And and the other side of the Deadpool coin yep. is who's going to play Cable. Yeah, so there's a pretty big rumor about who they want to cast as Cable. Um, but no oddest list though that i've seen for this kind of character in a very long time yeah i feel like none of the none of the actors that they're saying match in any right sorry none of them give you the cable feel well not yeah not just that though none of them match from one actor to the next yeah that's the other thing like like right now the biggest rumor that's come out is that uh what's his name michael Shannon? shannon Yeah, so Michael General, Sh- General Zod. Yeah, oh, exactly, perfect. So Michael Shannon is in the front, is a front runner for Cable. But before that, some of the rumors were like Pierce Brosnan, um, Kyle, the, the the guy Chandler. from yeah, Kyle Chandler from Friday Night Lights, uh, the guy from um, uh, Stranger Things. Uh, oh I yes, I can't remember his name right now, but the uh, the sheriff, the sheriff from Stranger Things. Hold on, I'll find Stephen, his name. Stephen Stephen Lang was tied to it at some point. Yeah, like it just seems really weird to me that every time, every time a name gets dropped, it's an actor that looks nothing like the last actor they said. Yeah, like I I would understand if there was a type, you know, like every actor they're mentioning is just like, oh, okay, oh, David Harbour is the actor's name, like. Yeah. David Harbour to Michael Shannon are very different looking actors. Really big difference. And I and I, f- I find it so interesting and like Pierce Brosnan once again these these are three actors that like look nothing alike, very different body types, very different looks, very different styles, very different acting styles if you ask me. And the very. fact that all three of them are being name dropped to play this one character almost makes me a little concerned with are they do they not know what they're looking for? But I'm mean, again, th- like it. yeah. Then again, this is just a rumor mill, right? Like we're we we never know uh, until we actually know. That's true. But I, I think out of all of them, I kind of like Michael Shannon. Oh, I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, who do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm just curious to see what he would look like as Cable. But I, as far as like acting choice and what what I've seen him in, true. I, Michael Shannon. True. He can do that intense intense guy really yes, well he was actually the one of the best parts of men of steel true yeah <laughs> and i and and boardwalk empires i mean i there you go i really think he was great in boardwalk empires so yeah uh the show's actually we've come to the end man we're, we're already at the end of the show so uh for everybody that tuned in thank you guys for tuning into this episode of geektastic cypher we'll be back next week um we uh with skinny and Jaws D. Jaws D said he's going to be back in the stud, which is super exciting. He's been gone for quite some time. The last time he was on the show with us was um, the Comic-Con, not the Comic-Con, the Retro Expo episode. Um, oh, yeah. but, but then before then, he hadn't been on in a couple months. So It'll be fun to see him back. Yeah, and, and then hopefully the Fantastic Four can be back together because you guys both haven't been on together in the longest time. That's very true. Yeah, so we'll have Get to... Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Tobes, you want to say anything to the people? Have a good night, folks. And then my usual message, don't drink and drive, folks. And always wear your jimmy caps because safe sex is good sex. Be smart out there, and we'll be back next week. Once again, this is CJLO, 1690 AM, Geek Cypher. Check us out on FranklinArmstrong.com. On Twitter and Instagram, it's A Strong Franklin. And just Google Franklin, D-O-T-C-O, Franklin Armstrong, D-O-T-C-O-M. And you'll find most of our stuff. Uh, or just go to our website. Thanks, guys. We'll be back next week. Toodles. Peace, everybody. Peace.
for patience, really ain't waiting no patience to 